we were sleeping in like the bottom bedroom and there was like no no other way in i, I mean there was there sliding doors on each of the, each of the bedrooms but we would have heard someone come in um but yeah quite a big figure was kind of like stood over us and like i just absolutely panicked <laughs> Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Your Ghost Stories. Just me this week, as this one was an unplanned, spur-of-the-moment episode. Before we talk to tonight's guest, I'd just like to share some exciting news that we had this week by finding out that the podcast has made it into the top 50 UK Apple podcast charts under the documentary category. It's currently sitting at 36. And it's all down to you guys, so thank you to everyone that's listening and tuning in every single week. We only started this show six months ago, and everything has been completely organic for us in terms of growth. We're just really enjoying these conversations, and it seems like you guys are too. So thank you so much for giving us a chance as brand new podcasters. Looking into the show's analytics, Behind the scenes, I can see that 39% of you guys are not yet following your ghost stories on Apple or Spotify. Do yourselves a solid, never miss another show, and join the other 61% by hitting follow, or even better, if you're feeling extra generous today, you can leave a kind review on your chosen listening platform. Want to interact with us? We'd bloody love that, let me tell you. So come find us on social media at Your Ghost Stories Podcast. Or you can find more about us or get in touch at yourghoststoriespodcast.com. Your ghost stories. Your ghost stories. If you cast your mind back to episode 11, The Diary Under the Floorboards, in this episode, we speak with my partner, Sammy, about what she'd experienced in her dad's house in southwest England. Not only did we hear from Sammy, but her stepmom Nadine was also kind enough to send us a voice note telling us about the apparition she saw of a young girl in a white dress on the stairs. Here's the voice note again, in her own words. As you know, we've lived in Rockmead for all over 20 years. Um, nothing really has ever made me feel like there's um, anything here at all. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was walking up the stairs and um, I just noticed ahead of me the feet of a young child um, and she was wearing like an old-fashioned long white nightdress and she was going up the stairs ahead of me and our stairs turned around to the left slightly and she just went round to the left um, and just disappeared. Um, I didn't feel frightened or anything at all, which I thought I would do. Um, my husband, Paul, doesn't believe me, but I'm not one for... I'm quite sceptical, I suppose, but I just felt very calm 
I wasn't threatened or anything like that. And she just, as I said, just walked up the stairs in front of me. I noticed her feet and the, the bottom of her white nightie. I went round the banister and just disappeared. Um, I've never seen her again. Um, and it, I never feel like there's any sort of malevolent presence in the house. It was a a good, you know, a, always a good feeling here. So, yeah, I hope that helps. To continue with the eyewitness accounts of seeing things in the house, I have another member of the family here with me right now to tell you about what he saw which indicates most, if not all, of the activity seems to be centred around one small room at the back of the house, at the top of the stairs. I'd like to introduce Colin to the show, who is essentially my brother-in-law. So, Colin, firstly, thanks for joining me and being willing to come on and talk to me about your experiences with the paranormal. I've been looking forward to hearing these stories in detail. If you can take me back to where it all began for you. So have you always believed in ghosts from a young age? Did you have any unexplainable experiences as a child, perhaps? As far back as I can remember, I was only kind of like young, uh, maybe four, five, maybe at a push. Um, just remember kind of going to sleep at night and uh, kind of waking up sort of halfway through the night. And um, there'd be like eight persons at the bottom of my bed. Um, and it just kind of always kind of stuck with me and uh, I think I'd always kind of remembered that my brother also saw stuff in the house and then uh, probably kind of spooky but in his bedroom he had like a rocking chair and um, this person also kind of like um, he would always see him in this rocking chair so he would be like my mum said he'd be like terrified to like sleep in his room because he could see this bird like in the night like sat in this um this rocking chair but it turned out to be my dad's dad um and this probably kind of went on for me until I was I think around six or seven that I'd kind of constantly see this person like at the bottom of my bed and I'd always say to my mum oh my, my friend come to see me last night and I, I I never thought anything of it I just thought it was like a normal you know kind of like a normal thing uh, and then probably quite a few years went by obviously it kind of being young was didn't really think anything of it um, but then as I kind of got older I'd kind of like have um, experiences I wouldn't necessarily see stuff but I'd kind of always feel like um, there's someone or something in the room like a, you know kind of like I don't know hard to explain um, kind of like a not a spirit as such but I just kind of get that kind of uncomfortable feeling that either someone stood behind me or watching over me or, or, or kind of someone there if it'd be like in an old house or in a garden with the work doing like you know landscape garden if you're in like an old house and you kind of you'd always feel like there'd be someone sort of like looking out a window and you kind of always feel a bit weird weird wherever you wherever you kind of go and um, but it's probably like early 20s when I really started to kind of get get like feelings back again for kind of um kind of seeing things as well as like just kind of sensing sensing more things off the top of my head, um, me and Megan, my partner, um, we went to New Zealand in 2012. Um, and obviously New Zealand's quite a spiritual, you know, kind of place. And um, we were, we stayed at my uncle's place. He's kind of like north of the South Island. And um, he was a farmer, so he lived literally in like the middle of nowhere. And um, we were kind of like an hour away from kind of 
the closest shop or any kind of like civilization, if you could call it that. Um, and we were both asleep one night and it must have been about two or three o'clock in the morning. And um, all of a sudden we heard like a door slam shut and it wasn't just like a normal, you know, like a normal door slam shut. It was literally like someone was trying to rip the hinges off the door. And it was like the bathroom door, which was kind of like the bedrooms are in a corridor and it was kind of like, yeah, not far from our room. So it was definitely like enough to like wake you up. We, we both didn't say anything to each other until the morning. So I had, Megan said, oh, did you hear that last night? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we brought it up with my mum and mum was like, yeah, I went to the toilet in the middle of the night. I was like, mum, you're like four foot nothing. There's no way that you managed to, you know, slam a door that hard at like three o'clock in the morning. And this kind of like little things would go on. Um, a couple of nights later, I woke up and like, again, kind of middle of the night, woke up and looked up and there was like a, there was a, a body like stood over us. And we were just, we were sleeping in like the bottom bedroom and there was like no no other way in i mean there was there sliding doors on each of the each of the bedrooms but we would have heard someone come in um but yeah quite a big figure was kind of like stood over us and like i just absolutely panicked and was like closed my eyes like just didn't, didn't want to open them again just like closed my eyes as tight as i could it was definitely spooky and then after this, um, my mum openly admitted that she, one night she was uh, sleeping with the curtains open and there was a washing line that kind of ran across the, across all the bedrooms, kind of like a log cabin type house with sliding doors at each of the bedrooms. And uh, she said she woke up and she could see like a guy in dungaree stood at, stood at, uh, outside the window. And she, because my, my uncle's a, a dairy farmer out there, she just thought because it was early in the morning that, um, he was hanging the washing up. So she, again, she didn't think anything of it. Uh, woke up in the morning, no washing hanging out on the line. So she had seen probably what was maybe the same person that I saw a, a few nights previous. Um, kind of same, similar kind of description. Uh, yeah, kind of stood <laughs> stood outside a window, which is, um, yeah, pretty, pretty weird. Um, and then we'd kind of spoken to my uncle about this and he, he, he had had a few experiences in the house. He'd been locked in his bedroom. Um, he said he was locked in there for about two or three hours. Um, it was definitely, it was a very, very spooky place um, because it was literally in the middle of, middle of nowhere. A bit, a bit of a, like a surreal kind of thing to, to kind of like witness as well. And then from there, we, we moved back down towards Christchurch. And this is where Megan actually, she, we stayed in like a, I can't remember, it's like a motel or, some, or something like that. And um, she woke up in the night and saw like a young girl at the bottom of the bed. And I think she had the same, you know, similar, closed her eyes and, and, and hoped for the best. Um, but she, she didn't tell me that until I think we got home. I think she was kind of, I think she felt like stuff was rubbing off from me onto her. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that, that was kind of the main things from, from New Zealand. It was, um, yeah, kind of quite full on to be fair. You've clearly had your fair share of paranormal experiences. So not, not everyone, you know, has experiences throughout their lives. Not, not a lot of people are believers someone that first meets you you they wouldn't suspect you to be kind of someone that believes in the paranormal or believes in ghosts because i think there's a certain stigma attached to that but um and yeah you know yourself you're you're a builder you're into football i'm sure 
a lot of your friends would probably take the piss out of you for um for telling these stories and i've never heard you tell these stories i've known you for two years and yeah it's taken two years to get these stories out of you because i know you're not you're not a fan of all this stuff and you don't kind of enjoy it whereas you know i've got a podcast about it and i enjoy listening about listening to the stories but yeah the the things that have happened to you they don't sound nice and yeah what why why would you want to see that in the middle of the night stuff like that but yeah so um do, do you think you maybe have some kind of sixth sense or your family are kind of susceptible to spirit energy or uh yeah definitely um my mum i'd definitely say it's come from my mum she's always kind of um she classed herself as is it a white witch um she she's always kind of classed herself as that she says she's got healing hands and, and uh, she she's shown me a few times um we, we used to have, like you know kind of going off a bit we had like a neighbor's cat who was very ill and she would put her hands on the cat and her hands would literally be like red hot um, so I'd definitely say it's like, you know, come from my mum. And it's, it's kind of like a weird, a weird thing, like you say, um, never really talk about. It, but as soon as I do talk about, it, I absolutely love hearing about other people's story because like I believe, you know, I believe in ghosts, I believe in spirits, I believe in all that kind of paranormal stuff. I like I 100% believe in it. But, you know, like you say, a lot of people, they're kind of because they've not experienced it, they don't they don't believe it or they won't believe it but i think over time people they come across they will come across something whether it's just something they don't want to believe or they've they've sent something and won't believe it but it's definitely um it's definitely real same as the ufos and stuff like that so no completely different you know but it's a similar kind of you either believe in them or you don't within reason everyone has a story if they're if they're into that or you know if they believe in it yeah exactly like you say everyone's got a story you know that's half the reason we started this podcast in the first place because everyone and their nan has a story to tell you've got one more story to tell us which is going back to one of our older episodes when we had sammy your sister-in-law on um, my partner and she was telling us about uh something she'd experienced in her dad's house and we also heard the voice note earlier on in the episode from nadine uh, sammy's stepmom who had seen something in the house and you yourself had seen something in the house and I, i've not heard this story from you i've only heard little bits from sammy and uh, so yeah it's all yours your ghost stories your ghost story i don't think me and megan have been together that long so we've been to rockmead quite a few times um had heard previous stories of um you know kind of it being an old house for a start lots of other kind of stories have been and have been told of you know cold rooms and and friends that didn't like the room um and this this kind of quiet room is at the back of the house right next door to the toilet so i'd got up again in the night to go to the toilet and um i just kind of felt a bit like yeah kind of like I get kind of not tingly but yeah I guess probably the best way to describe it is sort of like a tingly back and I kind of like got up went to the toilet opened the door shut as I come out shut the door and I could see like a there was like an outline of like a white a white kind of figure stood stood as I shut the door and again kind of like panicked slightly I guess because I was like well there's 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 someone kind of like stood there but at the same time I was like if anything was, you know, if it was anything that 
say wanted to do anything then you know something would have happened but obviously obviously nothing did but it's always kind of um yeah it's not I don't know I think sometimes you get a good feeling and a bad feeling but I've never you know especially in Rockmead I've never never had that kind of like bad feel you know it's kind of again a fun some people will understand it some people won't I think you can sometimes get that energy of oh, it doesn't feel quite right or sometimes it's like a you know this feels like you know they've come with no no hard feelings as such they've just like just come to let themselves be known Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I've stayed in that house, you know, a couple of times a year. We stay there as well. And I feel like I can kind of get a good sense of if, if there's a if there's a good vibe or a bad vibe. And in that house, there's never any bad energy. You know, where I used to live with my mum and stuff, it wasn't necessarily a bad energy, but something wasn't right there. And I always had that feeling someone was watching. But in uh, Rockmead, yeah, it's, it's quite comfortable. And uh, yeah, so it's it's good to know that we can stay there in peace. It's been such a pleasure to get you on and to to hear your stories and really appreciate you uh, sharing them with us. So uh, now we're just going to go downstairs and eat us some lasagna. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you very much.